it's a mindset. So you have to come out of the amateur mindset. YouTube is a hobby. I'll give it a go. We'll see what happens. And you have to actually uh, intentionally come into the pro mindset. I'm a professional. This is what I'm going to do. And then from there, you know, it kind of stems, okay, these are the things I need to do. These are the things I need to believe. These are the things I need uh, to put in because that's what a professional does. So that is really, really relevant to making sure that it's not uh, uh, inconsistent. Your effort is not inconsistent, but it is consistent because you're a professional and this is how professionals do it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're watching from. My name is Matt Pierce, host of The Visual Lounge, where we talk about using images and video in the workplace. Today, we're gonna to be talking about one of the challenges that if you're using video in your workplace, it can be kind of hard to be consistent. It can be hard to continue to go back and make more and more videos. You can feel like, oh gosh, this could consume all my life, but there's real power inconsistency, whether you're going to YouTube or whether you're making them for your own channels or you're educating your customers or your marketing, consistency is like a superpower in my mind. So we're going to talk to uh, someone, Salma Jaffrey, about consistency. Let's, so, so let's go ahead and introduce our guest today. Salma Jaffrey is a video marketing coach, consultant, and speaker. She helps entrepreneurs and brands build their online visibility through the power of video. She is both YouTube certified and inbound marketing certified, placing her in the unique position to build a brand's organic video marketing strategy. Her flagship products are YouTube Launchpad, a step-by-step -step online course to launch a YouTube channel, and YouTube Intensive, a 10-week immersive group co coaching program designed to build your online business with YouTube. With that said, we'd like to welcome some to the Visual Lounge. Hello. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Matt and TechSmith for having me here. Oh, we are so glad you're here. So let's we're going to just dive into the questions, though, as we always like to do. So first question, you, you've got this great resume, right? Like looking at all the things you've done, the, the YouTube certification, the inbound marketing certification. But how did you get involved and started with using video? Yeah, before YouTube was mainstream, I actually started in 2009. So I had a couple of false starts. So the first one was in 2009 when I made my first YouTube video for a contest entry. Um, and I it was about the new way to work. And I thought, you know what, I am starting this remote work journey back then. It wasn't as popular as it is today. So I shared my day in the life type video. It took me 30 days to make that video wow. a full month shot by shot <laughs> I was um and then that was such a painstaking process I did actually win second place with that contest entry um and the video did get 80,000 views but it was such a difficult process that I actually didn't touch video again until 2015. <laughs> oh boy Wow, that that's a crazy that's a crazy thing. I mean, not only that you were working remotely and you know asynchronously and doing that, but then that video. And of course, I think videos come a long way in times, kind of like how easy it is to make compared to two thousand nine. But that's that's awesome. So, so yeah. as you as you think about video and you're using video for, to for your business, you use it help other people use it for their business. How do you define success? What like? Is it, you know, obviously in your first example, winning a contest, second place, that's a success. But yeah. kind of day to day, what does success look like for a video for you? Awesome. So I guess because I'm in the YouTube educator space, a lot of people view success in terms of the kind of awards that YouTube gives out. And, and even though this is 
uh, you know, evolved over time, but YouTube has placed a lot of emphasis on subscriber counts and they give out, you know, play buttons for reaching various subscriber counts. And so a lot of people look at YouTube success through that lens because that's the conditioning. But that has not been my experience. So my experience was that when I got started and serious about being um, on YouTube and using video as my main platform to build long form content. So this was in January 2017 when I decided to go pro with YouTube and with video specifically. I made about 10 videos in that time frame um, for the whole year of 2017. So not a lot of videos, but they were videos that were showcasing expertise, talking about topics that I love, which was content marketing back then. And so what success looked like for me with those videos was I got my first speaking gig at Inbound in Boston in front of 1500 marketers because of that video uh, channel, because of my YouTube channel. I got a, a brand deal with Entrepreneurship Magazine where all of my YouTube videos were syndicated on their channel, giving me massive viewership. Um, I was able to land my first brand deal within 10 months of you know, focusing on my YouTube channel. Um, so when I think about success, I think about leveraging video because there's so much credibility associated even today with having a quality YouTube channel, being able to showcase your expertise, being able to teach something valuable. That is what success looks like to me. Yeah, I, I love that because sometimes we think about, uh, like you said, very different outcomes. And I love that it's like, this is a tool that's yeah. available to, to many of us, if not all of us, to be able to to do other, the other things that we want to do, whether it's uh, build a client base or whether it's to teach and educate or whether it's to make an income, as I know you're, you often teach people how to do. So yeah, so yeah. I love that. It's like levered, it's a leverage point. It's that, you know, fulcrum, fulcrum point, right? Like if, what, who was it that said, if they give me a lever long enough and I can move the world kind of thing, video can be that pivot point for people. Maybe Newton, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> I, I, it will come to me after this conversation. I, I quote this all the time, and I just want to say it's it's a it's a Friday morning. So uh, before we go into kind of talking more about being consistent, how we can do that, what's what's a tip you would give the audience about improving how they use images or videos? So I think one of the things is that we want to break up are monotony. Like if you're doing a talking head video or you're an educator or you are, you know, uh, teaching or training or doing business videos, then you think, okay, it's going to be like, you know, my screen on face all the time. And that's kind of it. And so I look at images and, you know, um, inserts as pattern disrupts. And I also look at them as teaching moments. So, you know, the saying that, you know, when you, um, hear something, you absorb it in a different way. When you see it, you absorb it in a different way. And when you feel it, you absorb it in a different way. So I use video as a rich medium that it is to showcase text, images, words, and gestures to incorporate all of the emotions. So you're seeing me on screen, you're reading the words, you're seeing the images associated with that, and you're feeling the feels. So it's like uh, multi-sensory, right? So that's how I think about using imagery corresponding to the words and amplifying the message. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And I love the idea of the pattern disrupt, right? Like you keep, right. it feels like to me in good video, you're, and, and filmmakers do this all the time. I think good people who are creating education content, you're giving me reasons to continue to look because it's so mm -hmm. easy. I've got 
three screens, probably four if you count this other camera over here. I've got so many screens in front of me, something's gonna distract me if, I was, if things aren't moving and changing and giving me a reason to pay attention. So, so I, I love that. Well, Salma, let's talk a little bit about consistency. And, and you actually, uh, on your website, and we'll, we'll give out links later, you talk about a playbook. Um, and I love the idea of playbooks and I want to just define a playbook real quick, what, what you think it means. And because I think, yeah. <laughs> cause I think there's lots of playbooks out there, but if we were to, to like, if I was your client and I, I'm not asking for free advice here, but let's talk through this for the sake of our audience. If I was your client and say, I want a playbook and how to become consistent. First of all, what's a playbook in your mind? What, how would you define that? Yeah, so it's definitely a sports terminology, obviously. Yes. Um, playbook comes from football or as we say in Europe, soccer, uh, or as the Americans say, soccer, sorry. Uh, but yeah, um, a playbook is a series of strategies that you use to execute plays, right? And so in the YouTube world, a playbook really is a series of strategies that you execute to grow your channel, attract the right audience, um, and showcase your expertise. And so for me, in terms of consistency, a playbook is really about two things. It's about doing something you really love so that you want to do it over and over again. And you also want to make sure that you are helping the audience and you're getting that feedback loop from them. So it, so, so it feels validated that what you're doing is making a difference. And that difference could be in number of ways. It could be impacting people's lives. It could be getting them uh, to buy your programs and thereby impacting their lives as well as your life. And so consistency really to me looks like, okay, you love what you do and the people who you're creating it for also love what you do. And that is what keeps you motivated and wanting to do it over and over again, which makes you consistent. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love that. And I, in terms of the playbook analogy, I love the idea that like, when I am thinking about what I need to do, like, you know, I, I have a playbook. If I have a playbook, I have a series of plays of strategies I can enact. Right. And I don't have to, I don't have to keep making up all the time. I think that's a, the great thing about this idea is like, I have this well, we're going to mix our, all of our metaphors here. I'm bad at this. So we're going to, we're going to go to our well, right. And we're going to say, I got five different plays, which one's going to be the best for this situation. And in the rare instance, I might need to create a new one, right? Like there might be some, right something unusual. So, okay. So you've talked about consistency as well as being something about like help getting it so that as a creator, it's something that you love. Hopefully your audience is also loving that as well. How important is in consistency? Like what, let's break down the elements of consistency. Is this about how often you're, you're publishing, how often you're recording? Is it, are there other elements that like we should be taking into account to help us just even achieve consistency, let alone run you know, five or six plays around being consistent. Okay. So I think when, I think I'm going to take you back to when I first thought about consistency and what does it mean to me? Cause yeah. there's the hustle culture and there's like, okay, you got to upload every single day, week or whatever frequency that you think you need to. And then there's the uh, mental health culture, which is like, take a break, rest when you need to. And I find them on two different extremes. And I think it really, really depends on your personality. So if your personality is somebody who needs to be productive, who needs to be, you know, showing up online and that makes you feel good, then that's your consistent, you're maybe, you know, a, a higher consistency level person, you can probably do more. But if you're the kind of person who needs to take a lot of breaks, like, like introverts do when they are with people, they have uh, energy depletion. Right? and they need to step away for a while. And so if you're making videos and it's taking up a lot of energy and you need to recover, 
after creating that, then maybe your consistency needs to look like, okay, one great 30 minute, you know, product video tutorial, whatever. And then you, you know, maybe rein it in. And then the next one could be like something simple, two minute shorts, live stream, you know, mm -hmm. and so you make the matches. So consistency really, really depends on your energy flow. Um, how long you think you can keep that. And it's really about momentum and building it up over time, right? So it's it's not like a, you know, we say that YouTube is a marathon, not a sprint, which is really, really true for me because I take breaks from my YouTube channel. I am currently on a break because I feel like if I am not giving, you know, value, if I'm not enjoying it, then it's okay to take a break. And I'm totally fine with that. So consistency for me looks like, Yes, I'm showing up. Yes, I'm building momentum. But you know, kind of like how maybe maybe you do this with uh, podcasts. You have a season, and then you take a little break. And then you have another season. And then you take another break. You know, so I'm kind of looking at consistency like that now. Okay, I have a season, three months of solid content, twelve videos, and then I'll take maybe a week or two off. Yeah, it feels like much more like a. Uh, gosh, nowadays it's all different, but like the the television model, right? Where there's a, you have a season of a show, they'll it goes back into production they do the next season and you know and eventually uh you, you kind of got the, you got these built-in breaks um you know i if i was a business selma and we were if you were consulting me as you know maybe i'm a smaller business you know and i'm trying to get my company's presence found on maybe youtube or just have a better video presence in general because i think kind of some things we talked about earlier um how how much is it important to I mean, how do you determine that consistency that's the right one, but also without, because I do worry about losing momentum, right? Even, even with the thing like the podcast, right? Having a, we took a, it was interesting. We took a break in the summer of last year, uh, July to through kind of mid-September. And I definitely, yeah. we, we lost some momentum, right? We saw people who didn't come back. We saw people who, um, you know, are kind of just the trend down. But so I guess what would you say to like, how do I go about finding what the right consistency is so I can build in those breaks and can help my audience remember, even if I'm gone for a couple of weeks, I'm still there. Any, any thoughts yeah. or ideas? Absolutely. I mean, think about it, Matt. If you didn't take those breaks, what's the worst that would happen? You could be burned out. Mm -hmm. You could get overwhelmed. And then you're going to lose even more audience. You're going to lose your mental health and you're going to lose that audience, right? So the alternative is worse. I think smaller breaks, intentional breaks, knowing when to take those breaks is okay. And you're always going to lose a bit of audience anyways. I mean, we talk about in every every platform, like if you have an email list, you're going to lose a few subscribers every time you send out an email. With YouTube videos, you're going to lose a few subscribers over, over a, maybe a series of months, right? You are going to. That is normal, natural. So I don't think that's anything to stress about, really. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about another aspect of video creation consistency. Like we've got the scheduling, kind of the publishing consistency, which I think you've covered so well. Let's talk about like, you know, when you go to build your videos, how important is consistency in the structure of the videos that you release? Now you've done some awesome videos. You've done some on Camtasia. You've done some on lots of great topics. I'm curious, how much, like, do you have a formula or formulas that you use to help you decide like the kind yeah. of the format structure that, that helps you be consistent in the kind of just the content approach? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's different styles and formats that everybody can use. And so I have, um, I would say about three 
distinct styles or formats that I typically kind of plug my content into. So one of those styles which has really built my channel, the educational style, is tutorial videos. That's very straightforward. I know that I'm gonna be like doing a tutorial video, which is usually like a step-by-step, -step, okay, here's how to use this thing. This is why I like it. This is what you can do with it. So that's one format. Another format is um, kind of the, the rant format, yeah. which is like you take a big issue, maybe something that's trending, maybe something that, you know, there could be a debate about and you have your rant, you have your stream of consciousness type video where you just let off about, okay, this is what I think about this unpopular opinion or whatever, right? That's one. And then there's the opinionated video. The opinionated video for me is taking a stand on something which is, is not necessarily a rant or a trend or anything. It's just taking a stand based on my values. Right. So as I'm building my channel, I also want to differentiate myself from all the other people in the same niche. And one way of doing that is to let people know what you stand for. What are your values? What are the things that you believe in? And then back that up with what you are actually doing. Right. So, for example, when I'm making videos right now, I'm thinking, OK, I may not have the biggest channel in my niche but I know how to leverage my channel to change my life. I, that is something I believe in. I'm walking the talk, right? I'm showing people literally how YouTube has changed my life. I've moved to Europe. I'm getting, working with big brands. I'm, uh, you know, working behind the scenes on product development with brands. Like there's a lot of opportunities, right? And I'm walking that talk. So these are the three kinds of formats that I kind of mentally have in my head. Okay, this is the style I'm gonna, like this is where this video is gonna fit in. And that helps me script and structure it according to that. Well, well, I love that. Um, let's let's talk about like because I know there's other there's other formats, right? And those three might not work for me or for somebody yeah. else. But as you are playing with these different structures and formats, what are the the metrics, the things that you look at to say like, yeah, this is a format that worked? And how, like, do you do maybe a, a series of those videos or a couple of those videos before you decide like, yeah, it didn't didn't really catch on? Or are there things that you're looking for particularly to say like, hey, I'm onto something here. This this structure is yeah. working well for the audience that I have. Mm. Any thoughts? I think one thing I look at is audience retention. Um, and I look at the audience retention graph. And so a uh, quick example, I made a video which did not have me on screen for maybe the first 30 seconds or so. Mm -hmm. And the retention tanked. Um, and I didn't actually start speaking in the video. There was music, there was, you know, some montages, video montages. Um, and I didn't start speaking until maybe around 90 seconds in, which is really long, I know, but it was an experiment. Yeah. Um, but what that experiment taught me was that, you know, people need to see me and hear me, even if I'm not in my office, even if I'm like, you know, outside or whatever, but people need to see me and hear me within the first 30 seconds to stay connected. So I guess um, when you look at, you know, what is working and what is not, looking at your audience retention graph is a good gauge to see, okay, where is attention dropping and when is it time to change things up? So, so let me ask you this, and and I appreciate you you being very candid with us, and I I love that experiment. You know, I think trying something like that is it's a risky thing, right? Like, because you're like, oh, I'm going to try this, but you've learned a lot from it. So, I'm curious, like, at, at, as you as you've been doing this, you've been really in since you said about 2017. You've obviously had some previous experience to that. 
when you are coaching people, what advice would you give? Like at what point, you know, should they be like, Hey, this isn't working. I really need to make a change. I mean, do you, do you give your like clients or yourself uh, some guidelines? Like, man, we tried this for, it's like been six months. It's been three years. At at what point it's like, okay, you gotta, you gotta mix it up some, uh, even if the, if maybe if the date is not really conclusive, like, mm-hmm. I, cause I, what I fear about, like, you know, you talked about the kind of the hustle culture, the, the mental health culture and in YouTube, there's this great contrast and pulling kind of like, Oh, always be on. And like, but at what point it's like, it's gotta say like, you know what, this isn't working. Let's try something yeah. completely different. You know, Matt, um, I don't know if this is your scene right now or not, because it's not mine, but I would like to make an analogy to the dating culture. Not my scene, but yes. (laughs) I I don't think that's either of our scene right now, but uh, we were there once, right? So um, the dating culture is exactly like the YouTube culture. So when people are like, oh my God, I don't know if this is working. I don't know if I picked the right niche. I don't know if I'm niched enough or if I'm too broad or if I'm speaking to the right audience or if I'm doing this right. I would say that, you know what? You're dating. This is an experiment. Okay, what you are going to do is give it 90 days. If in 90 days you give it your all, you practice, you are consistent, you are improving constantly, you look back at those 90 days and you look and you say, I did not enjoy this and my audience did not enjoy this either. That's when it's time for a change. I, I, I love the analogy and I love that advice, right? Like you got to, you, but you've got to be committed during that 90 days, right? It's not just yeah. a throw it up against the wall and hope something sticks. It's like, you've got to be taking the right steps. There are be, rules for those 90 days. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to be consistent, to, to put effort in. You, you can't just hope that it, you get one video because the viral video is a, is a myth anymore, right? Like it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Unless you win a contest. <laughs> <laughs> unless you win a contest. Well, so, so I love it. As we, as we get uh, kind of moving through here, any other advice about kind of about consistency, whether it's on terms of how to make consistent looking type videos, consistent scheduled videos, what what yeah. what other wisdom would you drop on us before we get ready? For I, I love, um, you know, the the branding elements of consistency. So I love making sure that when somebody looks at a thumbnail from a particular channel, then it's instant recognition. You have three seconds to make people feel that, okay, this video is definitely by this creator. And, you know, this is somebody we know, we like, we trust, we follow. And so I think um, visual visual branding um, is probably one of the things that's going to get you that, uh, you know, that loyal following, because every time people see that, they recognize what the video is, and they will click to watch, even if it's something that they're not looking for right now. But because they are invested in your brand, they recognize your videos as they show up, then that visual branding really starts to work. I use Canva for, you know, brand kits and all that kind of stuff. But really, visual branding is just all about having, you know, a style, using that style over and over again. It even is can can be as specific as, you know, within the video, what you wear or what your background is or what color scheme or, you know, the vibe that you're going for. Is it always intimate or is it always educational? Is it always vibrant? You know, all of these things, the more you dial them in, the more your consistency starts to show because your audience starts to expect that from you. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. I, I also know it's sometimes harder to be that consistent, at least for me. Uh, but I, I, but I love that advice because I do feel like it is such good advice that just keep, 
doing it. And then again, it's like removing all the decision points, right? I don't need to make a decision about what colors I'm going to use. I don't need to make a decision about I mean, that, this. When I go that. shopping, I'm literally thinking, is this going to match my brand on video? Like, <laughs> that, that, I don't go shopping like normal people anymore. <laughs> Okay, so that might be a downside that if you, you, but but no, you're absolutely right. Like you, it it just frees up that kind of mental space to have to stop thinking about uh, all those kind of pieces, so that they're just there. And of course, again, I think going back to what you said earlier, it's about experimenting. It's about trying and 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 dialing down to say like, yes, this is the right color. This is the way we're going to do this intro or outro. Um, this is the type of music or whatever it, the elements are. Right, you just keep keep working on it and then make adjustments as needed so in my old studio i i went to the paint shop and mixed the colors myself because it had to be the right amount of black with purple so if you look at some of my older videos i'm like standing there with the hex code and then comparing it in light sunlight natural light okay does this color match so yeah i could be a little bit weird about that I, well, I love that dedication. I love that. As I get ready to paint a new office, uh, I'm thinking, hmm, now I got to now I got to figure out what white to use and what gray, and whatever. Yeah, so this office needs a uh, Salma makeover. So we're we're getting into that right now. Absolutely. Well, Salma, let's let's at this point. Uh, this has been a fantastic conversation about consistency, but let's have a little fun. Let's jump into our speed round questions. Ooh. Okay, if you're new to the show, you don't know what speed round is. Speed round is, is quick answer or quick questions with quick answers, but we decided by the roll of a dice. So let's go over here to our dice cam. Here we are, and I'm going to go ahead and roll our 12-sided die because I am such a nerd. And we we've got the first the first die roll gives us question number five. So question number five is Summit, you are truly an expert at video, being consistent on video, you're growing your business on YouTube, all this. And, you know, we, we got to talk about the great stuff in your bio, the work that you're doing. But what is something that you're truly an expert at that maybe no one really knows about? Any thoughts? Cook. Cooking. Yes, I okay. cook for my family every day. I did not start cooking until I was 32 years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cooking is a wonderful answer. What What is your your dish, your go-to dish that like people are coming? I'm going to come over for dinner and you want to impress me. You don't need to impress me. For my lasagna. Oh. You're, you're coming over. I make absolutely amazing lasagna and chocolate cake. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so now Pictures I just, just got to go to Europe <laughs> to get some, but okay. <laughs> when I'm there, I'll, I'll remember. Oh, well, great, great answer. So let's go back to our, our dice cam. We're going to pull yep. that five out of the way. Let's roll another another roll here. Ooh, we're, go we're you know, this has been happening to me a lot. We got a six. So we just keep going up the progression of numbers. Okay, this one's a little harder. If you could be a hero in any story, so think about your favorite stories that you like to, to watch and there's a hero, who would you be and why? Edna Mode from The Incredibles. Okay, she why? Oh my gosh, she is my role model. Uh, high achiever, doesn't give a damn about what anybody thinks, says, or feels about her. Um, and really, really good at her work and knows it. I just love that self-confidence. <laughs> yeah, she, she's a, a, a great, uh, great character. Uh, she's voiced and... by Brad Bird, a man. Interesting aside. Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
The Incredibles, for anyone who doesn't know Edma Mode, go watch Incredibles, probably on Disney, whatever, streaming. Uh, but what a what a great character. And she ends up having a little bit of a soft spot in the second movie for little baby Jack-Jack. Yes. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's let's go let's go do one more question here. So that here's the die getting ready to roll through the tower. Ooh, we're gonna jump over to an eleven. Okay, this is a good one. Uh, some, it could be your own resource. Or it could be someone else's resource. What's one resource you think everyone should know about that maybe they don't know about? Does the resource have to be like something online downloadable or no? What do you mean by any kind of resource you think, uh, I don't know, this is, it's a broad question. That's why it's speed round. <laughs> oh, okay. How, uh, however you want to answer, take that the interpretation here. So it could be a digital, digital or great. Um, it could be something that you've made. It could be something that you found incredibly helpful. Um, so whatever you think. It's just tough. One resource. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, YouTube, I guess. Uh, <laughs> does that qualify as a resource? Sure. Um, Do they, does YouTube book? have anything that helps you or a book? Yeah, maybe it could be a book. Yeah, what, maybe a book. One, one life-changing book for me was uh, James Clear, so Atomic Habits. That's a great resource. Or the book that got me started into the online world, 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, which, of course, everybody knows about. But it came to me at a time period in my life when I was just recovering from um, uh, somebody setting my house to fire. I'd lost a lot and I read that book and I realized, you know what, I'm not going back to the corporate world. I'm starting my own online business. Yeah, that was a powerful book for me. Yeah. Well, we are we are fans of James Clear here on the Visual Lounge. The one percent yeah. rule: just get one percent better. It's part of the the way we end every show is just level. We talk call it level up, right? We level up every single day. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's a that's a great resource. And the four hour work week is also a, a great tome. These are like classics now. I feel some of them might be like the four hour work week might be cult classic, and then like Atomic Habits is like a current classic. Four. Sure. Absolutely. Well, Sama, we've had a great conversation today. Uh, I want to thank you for all that, but you know, you've got, you got stuff that you got to promote. So where can people find you and connect with you if they want to learn more from you? Yeah, I should have said my own resource, right? (laughs) (laughs) I have created something just this year. So it's very fresh, very relevant, very updated called the YouTube playbook, which you should get because if you want to make YouTube or even videos or even you know, just any kind of online presence, your main income, and you want to, you know, maybe convert it from your side income to your main income, figure out how to create to earn a full-time income, then grab my YouTube playbook from my website, salmajarfi.com forward slash playbook. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, Salma. And we'll get that link in the show notes so everyone can easily find it. Uh, go go follow Salma on YouTube as well. Don't forget that. We'll promote that. It's a good one too. Uh, That's but- yeah. So as, as you, um, as we wrap up, we always like to end a show giving kind of that summary, that last thought. So what is your final take? Okay. Well, I suppose since we talked a lot about consistency, so let me just end with that one. Um, and I think what I want to say with that is a couple of things. One, it's a mindset. So you have to come out of the amateur mindset. YouTube is a hobby. I'll give it a go. We'll see what happens. And you have to actually Uh, intentionally come into the pro mindset. I'm a professional. This is what I'm going to do. And then from there, you know, it kind of stems, okay, these are the things I need to do. These are the things I need to believe. These are the things I need uh, to put in because that's what a professional does. So that is really, really relevant to making sure that it's not uh, uh, 
inconsistent. Your effort is not inconsistent, but it is consistent because you're a professional and this is how professionals do it. I love that. Thank you so much, Selma. Thank you for joining me here in the Visual Lounge. Thank you so much, Matt and TechSmith for having me here. Absolutely. All right, everybody, go follow Selma. I, go find her stuff on YouTube. Go get her her resources, as she mentioned. Got to say, we just love having creators on because they bring such a unique perspective. Even if you're in the business world, you're, you're working at a co corporation, right? This stuff has value to what you're doing if you're making videos, whether it's for your internal employees or you're making stuff for your external customers, whatever it might be. We hope this is valuable for you and you can see the connections there. So, you know, we always like it though. If you, you're looking for somebody to follow on YouTube or on a podcast, we'd love to have you do that. Leave a comment, leave a review that helps us get found so other people can find our content as well. But you know, the real thing here is we're doing this because we want you to get better. As we mentioned, James Clear's book, Atomic Habit, talks about this idea of getting 1% better every day. And that's what we hope that you do when you're making your videos, you're using images in all the things that you do for business. We hope you take a little time to level up. Thanks everybody.